0: I'm Tina and I'm Jonathan and you are listening to Nestworks. Nestworks
1: is the blog and podcast club from Nest Plus M. We work to create blogs and podcasts for everyone to listen to and enjoy. We talk about serious topics and fun topics that students can relate to. Today we will be talking about the topic mental health. There are many people that experience mental health conditions or simply just have unhealthy mental health occasionally because of stress and buildup of pressure. Whether it is chronic mental health issue or a sudden mood drop, it is important to keep the mental health healthy and yourself happy. In this podcast, we will be explaining some mental health conditions and giving tips on how to get through these times that are tough. Mental health is just as important as physical health and it is important to know how to take care of it. Keeping yourself healthy physically and mentally should be one of the priorities. Now, I'll be turning to Jonathan, who will be speaking on the definition of mental health.
0: Okay, so first, what is mental health? According to Google Dictionary and dictionary.com, mental health is a psychological well-being and satisfactory adjustment to society and their ordinary demands of life. What that means is that it's our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act, and it also determines how we handle our emotions and make choices. So
1: one thing that's important in mental health is having a positive outlook. Having a positive outlook does not necessarily mean being positive. For example, you do not have to think that your life is going great or the situation that you're fighting is nothing to worry about. Rather, it's think- thinking that it will get better. Finding like finding one good thing about your day can help make you feel better about yourself. It's good to have a growth mindset when having a positive outlook.
0: The second step would be acknowledgement of our feelings. Uh, many people respond in different ways to their trauma or mental health, but it usually leads to two situations fight or flight. When you are fighting, the much healthier outlook, you are expressing your emotions in the heat of the moment yelling, screaming, crying, all the emotions that are deemed negative and unpleasant but are actually natural and make you more human. But sometimes these negative emotions are repressed and thus leads to the person person becoming passive-aggressive or pushing the situation aside as a whole. Sometimes these loud emotions never come out and just build up inside the person like a nuclear time bomb. This might also lead to the person to stay on edge and burst that random moment In moments at small things only because they were not able to express it earlier on. Sometimes these trapped emotions can lead to bigger mental health concerns such as depression, anxiety, etc. These mental health concerns sometimes aren't even because of the person suppressing them, but because they are forced on them due to an unstable environment, negligent parents or guardians, lack of empathy, etc. There is an interesting phrase called, if you are not stroked, your spinal cord will shrivel up. That is not to say that your spinal cord will actually deteriorate, but said that if you do not meet your psychological needs, love, guidance, relationships, your body will one day crumble because it is unable to take on the pressures of it anymore. Blocking emotions only worsen the mood. Maybe you might not notice it in the short term when you are blocking it in order to concentrate on something else. But constant block up when you're storing your emotions away deep inside of you instead of accepting them because you're too scared to or because you're simply in denial of it worsens your mental health. However, just knowing that your mental health does not make it magically go away it requires a lot of time and energy to slowly fix yourself and acceptance of your problems is usually the first biggest step acceptance of your emotions is a part of accepting who you are as a whole at least when you are accepting that i have these problems you will know the steps in order to fix that problem um This can be done through various ways, such as therapy, or writing down stressors, talking to someone, etc. This leads to communication.
1: Communication is very important in relationships and understanding between people. With communication, you can converse on problems you have that are hidden inside, that you don't often talk about, and build closer relationships. What's most important is that without communicating with others, people can't possibly know what's happening to you and how they can help. As much as it is to be scared of opening yourself to others, there may be times where problems can't be solved until you take that first step. It's definitely hard when you're down on the deep side, when you're not feeling well, to expose yourself to this kind of to communication because you're afraid that you'll say if you say something you'll end up hurting yourself or hurting others but it might even be more important to find yourself find someone to confide to when it gets too hard to bear communication with the right person is key if you find the right person that makes you comfortable enough to rely on communication can only strengthen that bond with this communication comes truthfulness we kind of spoke about acknowledgement, and the same thing goes with communication a relationship built on lies is going to potentially end up in a place you might you might not like whether you're lying to yourself about your feelings or lying to your friends parents significant other etc you're only building up guilt inside yourself whenever you lie also communication takes time sometimes You might find yourself unable to find the words to explain your feelings. It's okay to say that you need more time before speaking about something. You also don't need to speak about anything too personal if you don't want to. Important to note that nobody can force you into communicating because communication is a two-way street. If you're not comfortable with speaking to that person, then you don't need to. They can't force you to... Now we'll get
0: to the examples. These are examples that are not limited to. Regular anxiety may be temporary worry slash fear and many people experience this on a daily basis. An example may be nervousness and nausea before taking a test. However, with anxiety disorders, that anxiety does not go away and worsen over time if not treated. If anxiety disorders, it may feel like you're taking a test that are unprepared for no reason. Examples of anxiety disorders include general anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, and phobia-related disorders. Symptoms of anxiety include feeling restless slash on edge, difficulty breathing, difficulty feeling self-worry, sleep problems, irritability, nausea, anxiety slash panic attacks, sweating, feelings of impending doom, irrational, excessive worry, taking active steps to avoid being feared objects or situations. A tip about anxiety might be that since anxiety often deals with overthinking and worrying, if you are going to worry, you can spend your whole day just worrying and not complete anything. So instead, a tip would be to schedule a time, say 4 p.m., where you are going to spend that half an hour doing nothing but worrying about what happened during your day. Whenever anxiety thoughts come up, you'll just have to think, try your best to think that, no, I have to wait for 4 p.m. so I can let out all my thoughts then. And then when 4 p.m. time does come, you'll end up realizing that the previous many thoughts you had shrunken up into fewer things to worry about. And that's mostly because half the things we actually worry about end up being over the smallest things that are actually not very significant to us. Only a few really matter. And on to the next one is depression. Depression is a mood disorder. It causes severe symptoms that affect how you feel, think, and handle daily activities such as sleeping, eating, or working. Symptoms of depression include, but are not limited to, persistent sad slash empty slash anxious mood, feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness, fatigue, irritability, loss of interest and hobbies slash passions, restlessness. Appetite changes, difficulty concentrating, dark thoughts, etc. These symptoms may be present for at least two weeks to be diagnosed with depression. There are several varying types of depressions like clinical depression, seasonal depression, post depression, and etc. The first step, if you feel like you are feeling these moods, would be to go to therapy. In general, therapy is not when you are at your lowest point. You do not have to attend therapy when you are at your lowest point. You can always attend earlier than that. Therapy can be just because you are not feeling right. Or even if it's a small fear or anxiousness, it is always okay to attend attend therapy or go to someone to express your thoughts and emotions because it always helps. The next one would be antisocial disorder. People with ASD have patterns of manipulation and violation of others around them. They don't follow societal norms and may partake in criminal activity. ASD causes a lack of guilt and remorse for their actions. People with antisocial disorders are deceitful and intimidating in their relationships as well as inconsiderate of the rights of others. Symptoms that are not limited to, impulsivity, recklessness, disregarding the law, violating the rights of others, manipulating and exploiting others, arrogant, witty slash charming, angry slash aggressive, not caring about personal safety or the safety of others. Just because you are feeling these does not mean you are necessarily crazy, it means so that you do need professional help, and thus you should seek that. The next one is bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder causes unusual shifts in mood, energy, activity levels, concentration, and the ability to carry out day-to-day tasks. There are three different types of bipolar disorders, but they all involve shifts in energy, mood, and activity levels. People with bipolar disorder undergo episodes of high maniac and low depressive moods. Symptoms of high maniac would be feeling very elated, happy, irritable, jumpy, or wired, decreasing the need for sleep, loss of appetite, fast talking, jumping to different topics, engaging in risky and reckless behavior, feeling of unusual importance slash talent slash powerful and symptoms of depressive episodes might be hopelessness, worried, feeling empty, restlessness slash slowed down, trouble sleeping, increased appetite, talking slowly, trouble concentrating, little interest in activities and feeling worthless. Again it is always always good to seek professional help. And the last one is borderline personality disorder. This one is very similar to bipolar disorders, except borderline personality disorders happen interchangeably. It causes continuous patterns of mood, self-image and behavior. And it's common for people with this illness to experience intense feelings of anger, depression and anxiety as well. While bipolar disorders per se you are feeling one week of high maniac disorder and the other week you are feeling a low depressive mood with borderline personality disorder these moods are happening to you interchangeably it can occur within the day within the hour it just occurs interchangeably always depending on the environment the behavior of the environment and their moods. Symptoms would be viewing things in extremes, shifting feelings that can lead to unstable relationships, mood swings, patterns of intense and unstable relationships, disordered self image, chronic feelings of emptiness, intense and highly changeable moods, problems controlling anger, trust issues, dissociation, etc. We have also included the interview with Mental Health Club.
1: Now we have the members of the Nest plus M Bring Change to Mind Mental Health Club to speak about mental health, what entails it, and how important it is to our lives.
2: Hi, I'm Sophia Tringuch. I'm an 11th grader and I'm the president of Mental Health Club.
3: Hi, I'm Gabby Fuki. I'm also a junior at Nesplosem, and I am the secretary of Mental Health Club.
4: And hi, I'm Olivia Segura. I'm the vice president of Mental Health Club, and I'm also a junior.
1: Hey, everyone. It's so nice to be able to speak to you here. Thank you for agreeing to this interview. Yeah, no problem.
2: Thanks for having us
1: okay now that you've introduced yourself uh let's get to the interview
0: okay i will be the one who is asking you the questions what is your personal definition of mental health
2: okay so mental health consists of three different components um emotional well-being psychological well-being and social well-being um it affects how we think feel and act
0: Can you speak about why you believe mental health is so important in our lives? Um, Mental health is really
3: important because everyone has mental health and everyone is affected by it differently. And also, we don't have that many conversations in our school environment that talk about mental health. So we want to just raise awareness and destigmatize those discussions because it's something that is super normal and everyone goes through it.
0: Okay. What part about mental health do you think people should look out for the most? Um I think that it's
4: definitely recognizing the fact that every person has their own mental health and what they kind of require to be in a good healthy mindset is completely unique and that they should really look for resources to educate themselves and best um and like best
0: aid their mental health I guess. How do you believe someone can keep a healthy mental health?
2: Yes, yeah, so um, you can do many different things to keep you healthy, keep your brain healthy um, and well. <laughs> um, so one thing um, is sleeping. Sleeping is so important for your physical and mental health. Um, eating well is also important. Getting three meals a day. Getting plenty of water is also very important. Um, doing activities and hobbies that you enjoy so i started collaging and that has really relaxed me when i'm stressed out in our club we started journaling together and we're writing out our emotions and how the day is to organize ourselves better and connecting with other people is the most important thing um, to help with your mental health so
0: do you know anyone with a mental health condition? How should people help someone with a mental health condition?
3: Um, personally, I know several people with mental illnesses and conditions. And even though you might not know someone, I'm sure there's someone in your community that suffers from mental illness. Even if it's not like a parent, there's so many people that go through things that we don't really know about. And in our community, I'm sure there's tons of people that suffer with mental health conditions. So dealing with it is like helping other people is something that it's a really valuable lesson to learn. And the most important thing is you want to be like a good listener. You want to take into account what the person is going through and that how you might not understand what they're going through. So just listening to them and supporting them every step of the way is a way that you can be a good friend and an ally to the mental
0: health community. How should people react to someone that is going through something?
4: Well, adding on to Gabby, it really is about being understanding and being a good listener. If someone feels comfortable enough to tell you, um, you know, like psychological struggles that they might be going through, whether that's anxiety or depression or stress, um, there's a lot of things that you can say, like, I'm always here for you. What can I do to help you? Um, do you want advice or should I just listen? It's okay if you don't want to be strong today, things like that. What you want to avoid doing is saying things like get over it or yeah, like we've all been there, like you'll be fine because it's just important to recognize that everyone's emotions are valid and that how someone is feeling is normal. So that's the really the best thing you can do is just to be there because like there's a probably a strong chance that, you know, you're not professionally trained in like counseling of sorts. So you can't really offer the best advice. You can just let them know that you have their back.
0: Okay. When should someone start seeking professional help?
2: Okay. So it's important to recognize um, different symptoms you may be feeling. Um, Examples, overwhelm, fatigue, hopelessness, um, intrusive thoughts, anxious, or social withdrawal, Um, you have to like watch out for these. And if they persist for a really long time, it's so important to seek professional help because not everyone can handle this on their own. And it's much difficult um, if you don't have someone there for you. And um, the, the program that we partnered with, has a life crisis counselor that you can text. It's totally anonymous, um, free 24 seven and confidential. Um, So if you're ever in a health crisis, text BC2M to 741741 and they will help you.
0: In relation to the pandemic that is currently happening, what role does mental health play?
3: i mean obviously our lives have changed drastically over the past year and things have kind of gone crazy and many of our like many people's mental health has gone down so and whether or not that's the case for you we've all been feeling isolated in regard to the pandemic so maybe your mental health has gotten worse or maybe it hasn't but we just want to make sure that everyone is staying educated and we can have discussions and if you are feeling down because of the pandemic, just helping you guys through that is important to us.
0: What would you suggest to students who are having a tough time during the pandemic?
4: I think, as I think Sophia mentioned earlier, the best thing you can do is to find things that make you happy and help you relax and to seek comfort in the people that you know, you are around, whether that's like people you live with or if you can call someone. Like I know for me during quarantine, I definitely started reading a lot more. Um, I was making a lot more of like arts and crafts type things. And these are all things that just kind of like helped me to take a step back and just be like, I've been feeling overwhelmed and this is how I'm going to like calm down, find something that makes me happy. So it's definitely really important that everyone finds that thing for them that is kind of just like a break from their life. And like also I said, just to know that you can call someone and they'll listen to you and they'll
0: understand,
4: or at least try to.
0: Is there anything else that, other than that that you would like to say but wasn't mentioned? Um, I
3: mean, we want to say a big thank you <laughs> for having us. And yes. we also, if anyone is interested in having more discussions about mental health or learning and educating yourself, we mental health club meets every Tuesday morning at 7:40 AM. And we would love to see new members there.
4: And definitely check out our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the username is mental wellness.bc2m. And even if you don't come to club, there are a lot of resources, we post most of the stuff we do on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's a great time. Um, and I us. also
2: would like to add one thing. Just be kind to each other. We live in a world full of hatred and it's so important to love one another and not spread mean negative comments. That would really help a lot. So be kind, definitely love one another, be there for your friends. Everything will be good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate having you here. It's really helpful to hear about your um, uh, your opinions about mental health. And as um you guys said, um, mental, um, yeah, mental health is really important, and uh, especially through the pandemic. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to stay informed and everything. Uh, We'll be ending the interview here. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you so much. So mental health can be complicated and definitely difficult to manage. If you notice some of these symptoms in your family members or friends, it is important not to self-diagnose. Visiting a doctor is the best way to learn how to manage any mental health condition treatment begins with cognitive behavioral therapy and medication to manage if it is if, if it is severe if you find out someone you love has a mental illness please educate yourself and avoid forcing information out of them feeling worried and helpless is common but having a mental illness does not mean they aren't the same person Discovering your loved one has a mental illness allows them to receive treatment and live a happier life. If you are interested in learning more about mental health and what you can do for your loved one or yourself, you should join the Mental Health Club at Ness or look for online resources like NYC Wells. They have hotlines and online texts and chat that are anonymous. These professionals are ready to help when you need it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was created by members of the Nestworks team. The credits and sources are down below in the description. Understand that some of this information is biased and may or may not be a- agreed upon. Thus, the information in this podcast does not have to be entirely accurate. Lastly, please be sure to follow the Nest Plus and blog and podcast Instagram at Nestworks. And look out for the latest blogs and podcasts on our website we will be talking about many topics like this. If you are interested in speaking out and creating any blogs or podcasts, please be sure to join the Blog and Podcast Club meetings held bi-weekly on Mondays, 4 to 5 p.m. or email us at nestpodcastandblogclub@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon.